calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Conquer Watch. Last week on this podcast, we discussed the game of Conquers, and also said that Conquers, which are at apparently a type of chestnut, were sold as edible items on London Bridge. I've since been told by about thirty to 40,000 listeners that Conquers are in fact poisonous. Now, I don't think I actually said go and eat Conquers. I just thought they were edible. I don't even like chestnuts, but this is a warning. Don't eat Conquers. Don't... Leave the Conquers alone. Just hit people with them, alright? They're poisonous. Conquers are deadly. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I've had to come back after a very short break because it appears that in my absence, some very bad things have been said by my two colleagues, Joe Scrubbles <laughs> and Simon Cardi. It's very solemn style, isn't it? I thought, well, yeah, I'd, I'd, people's lives are at stake, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, it's because I had some pretty severe conquer poisoning after I, <laughs> I went out and gathered up a bunch of conquers. Uh, I, I brewed them up. I made a conquer tea. <laughs> Yeah. Like I, it's like Phantom Thread in my house, except I'm playing both parts. <laughs> I haven't listened back to last week's episode, just out of shame. But um, I don't, I don't think we actually told anyone to eat Conkers. So I think we're safe there. I think we just, I think, I think we just said we thought Conkers were. You edible. say we, yeah, we say we. You said you think they're the chestnuts on London Bridge, and I hesitantly agreed with you. Well, that's because <laughs> I didn't. So exactly, we said, yeah, yeah. Guilty exactly. by association. You exactly. are. Um, I'll get the actually, longer Matt, prison sentence, but you definitely yeah. will get a prison sentence. Matt's not here for speak, to speak for himself, so let's just all pin it on him. So, like, uh, they easier, are quite different in terms of how they look. Obviously, they're brown, but yeah. like the ones that you roast have got like little pointy ends. Well, and do you know what? Don't. They should give them. You should give poisonous things poisonous names, like horse chestnuts. That doesn't sound, you know. Call it nasty nuts. Yeah, exactly. Like if it's if horse chestnuts sounds like they are chestnuts a horse would eat, and if a horse eats it, I'm eating it. But that's that's my rule. To a horse, 
Huh? I don't, maybe it's not poisonous to a horse. I don't I think know. We're cl- I think we're genetically closest to horses, Do as far you? as I understand things. <laughs> and I, I think, and I think, and I think we've proved that I'm pretty hot on my side on say, this show. You know, I think you're closer to a donkey at the moment. How holes. dare you! I once I once quit a, uh, a football team because I was called a donkey once. <laughs> <laughs> When I was a kid, I someone called me a donkey, and I was like, that. I am not coming back to this football club. I can't be asked. Was it like at the end of a game or mid-game? Did you just It was mid-game. I did something wrong, and I was like, you know what? Fuck you, wear-lions. You, you've you lost me, the wear-lions. Did, did you see it <laughs> through to the end? To be the game. Uh, I think I was probably subbed off. Because it was actually the coach that called you a donkey. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just having a look. It says we are a friendly junior and youth football club, the mm. Wear Lions. Friendly, are you? Calling mm. me a donkey? How dare you? Unbelievable. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> talking about, this is the second time Wear has come up. Wear in Hertfordshire, if you didn't know, is a place we're not just saying where, well, you know, where or all. When did we because, talk about where before? Uh, because my, I don't know if we talked about it, but my, uh, <laughs> it was my dad's birthday this week and, uh, ordered him a present. And instead of coming to my local depot, Royal Mail sent it to where post office instead, which means it was delayed by a whole two days. Oh, so, uh, very sad. we've both got bugbears with where in our lives. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my, my friend's dad used to have a, a club in where. And it was great. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> uncle used to live in Ware, so I went to Ware. Oh, God. Uh, it's quite nice. We've spoken about Ware far <laughs> too long. Look, <laughs> we started with chestnuts last week. We've got to get even more provincially English <laughs> as we go on. I live in Hertfordshire, and I've never heard of Ware. So. Yeah, it's kind of the other end of Hertfordshire from Berkhamstead. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm, it's yeah. on my train line. I've spent, spent, kind of, spent a lot of time knocking around Ware in my, in my youth. Mm. Uh, we so are going to go. We're going to talk about Conquers More later in the podcast oh, yeah. and address your feedback. But first, should we talk about some video games and movies? We could do that, I suppose. We probably should. <laughs> uh, you two have been playing Loop Hero, which I haven't oh, yeah. heard a lot about, Ooh, yes. but apparently yeah. it's very good. It's kind of come out of nowhere, Loop Hero. It is... Um, uh, actually, I'm going to find the exact description that IGN's Michael Swain gave it when he did a, uh, when he did a preview of it, because I thought it was very good. But basically, mm. it is a game in which um, it, it's sort of like someone's taken a traditional fantasy RPG and turned it into like Football Manager. <laughs> it's really yeah. strange. You have a little a little character who gets put on a, a generated just loop of path, and then you build what's around that path and on that path with cards that you earn along the way. So you like drop a meadow by the side which will increase your hp you'll drop a mountain to the side which will do a different kind of hp increase i realize those are two boring examples <laughs> you'll drop you'll drop uh like a grove of trees which can create certain types of monsters or a swamp which will create a different kind of monster and you can kind of mix and match where they go and certain things interact with each other um so you're kind of creating the map that your character's going around but key to this is it's it's completely hands off. Your character does walks and fights automatically, right. and all you do is affect the world around them and the equipment they have. So it's got that like sit back and let things happen mm-hmm. approach of football manager, and then yeah. you're just kind yeah. of messing with it as it goes. It almost feels like a solo board game you're playing against yourself at times. Is mm. how I feel like it's like it reminds me of like it's got those like dropping tiles element which reminds me a bit of carcassonne in a way yeah. if you've ever played carcassonne and it reminds me 
I think it's p- mainly just the art style and everything, but it reminds me if you've played the board game Labyrinth, because it looks exactly like that. I haven't played Labyrinth, um, no. But it's like, it's, it's very old school pixel art. Yeah. Alright, yeah, this is what Michael Swain called it. A gothic chiptune pixel art story driven deck building roguelite idol RPG. Oh my um, God. <laughs> which pretty much sums it up. Uh, it sounds very complicated, but you know what? It's one of the most simple... Like Within two minutes, you know right exactly what I've got to do here. And I've after a, I've played like maybe three hours now. It's getting a bit more complicated. But it's still, at its core, I think, quite simple because you just press space bar and pause whenever you want and mm-hmm. build around. So it's very... like it is, It's got that, like we said, like it feels weird to compare it to Football Manager, but it's definitely got that thing of... Like, you can play it while watching sign or listening to music, just, like, idly, like, building your deck and setting up this loop and yeah. just letting it play out and that kind of joy of, oh, right, it's worked. And I feel like I did it all. Yeah, I did nothing. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting, like, well, by comparison, if you want to know kind of the scale of this thing, I've played 41 hours of this, according wow. to Steam. Um, but I think some of that is me just leaving it on during the day. But... um I think that it's got that added thing. It's not an idle game. It's way too active. You can't just leave. It's not like one of those games on your phone where it's playing in the background. It's not a cookie clicker. But it is. It, it, is, a, it, it is a game that you can kind of play in two different ways. You can really try and min-max it and like beat the bosses. Because there's specifically, as you build, you build up a bar. And when that bar fills, a boss appears. And then you fight that boss. So you're kind of playing a game of like, is my character strong enough? Or built right to beat this specific boss in this chapter because every boss comes with different challenges but you could also just kind of ignore that and do resource gathering because there's a whole like town building aspect on the other side which gives your character more abilities or more options or um, you can kind of collect like items that give you stat buffs and stuff in the background so right. there's this there's kind of a dual play to it where it's, it kind of reminds me of Monster Hunter in that way where sometimes I'll play Monster Hunter just to resource gather and just idly do stuff in the background. And sometimes I'll play Monster Hunter to like advance the story, beat the next big challenge. And you can you can kind of take Loop Hero both ways, which is why I've spent so much time with it because a lot of the time I'm not paying a huge amount of attention and then my mm-hmm. character dies and I lose a bunch of resources, but I don't really mind because I've still just got stuff for having it on in the background. Right. Yeah, you're um, not really punished too much for dying. You lose, like, a percentage of the resources you would have taken well, you back lose, if you chose to retreat. Yeah, you lose, you know, like, like not 70% ult- of your stuff. So yeah, it's not, but you're not yeah. ultimate. You're only... The only punishment you get is you've wasted, I don't know, 15 minutes of yeah, your life. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. there's no, like, ultimate, like, punishment for dying. Mm. But, like, I'm really enjoying it. I feel like it's, like, it's just nice. It's, like, it is quite... I don't think I've played anything like it, to be honest. No. Like, Full Manager is the closest I can think that comes to it. I will say it's, at the moment, and Joe's told me this changes later on, the more complicated it gets, but at the moment it feels very much down to pure luck. Oh, like, and I've got... Yeah. It's like, down to what people, like, gear you get. Like, I, I went a whole ten minutes on one loop and no weapons dropped, so I was using my bare fists for, like, three whole loops, which was ridiculous. Yeah. But, like, I've had some where I've got, like over-leveled weapons straight away and it's just made it really easy. So I do feel like it is like 80% luck, I want to say, at the point I'm playing the game. Right. But I think that the more cards you get and the more you build out your deck, that's going to become a a lot more of an actual decision. Yeah, you definitely... The deck building aspect definitely builds as you go and the town building aspect definitely helps, like, kind of anchor your character a bit more so you're not reliant on drops. Like, 
there are classes that I think rely more on random generation than others. And so I think, I think some people will just naturally go, this is bullshit. I hate this. It's kind of built that way though. Like we, like we've said, like the idea is that you're kind of always achieving something anyway. So if you mm-hmm. have a loop where it's not going well, you might just go, oh, well, I'll just turn this into a resource gathering loop instead right. of a attacking loop. You know, I'm not getting the build that I want to do, so I'll just leave it. And I think, you know, that's not going to work for everyone, but it definitely works for me. Like there's a real structure to it mm-hmm. that I, that I think works there. So is yeah, that I PC only at like, the minute? At the moment it is. I think it's on sale on Steam for around, around £10, between okay. 10 and like it's 12, P- 15 pounds. It is PC and Mac, right? I think it's on Mac. PC oh, and Mac. Okay. I'm playing it on MacBook, yeah. yeah. So oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it would be, like, I think a lot of people are saying it, it is a perfect Switch game as well. So yeah. I can't see it not coming to Switch at some point. It but. would be quite annoying to control without touch controls on Switch, I think. But like, there's nice. a lot of clicking yeah. and dragging and like mm-hmm. going across the tiles would be very annoying on a controller. But I, you know, it's not impossible. It's just, it would be slightly less intuitive. Yeah. Um, I think it was Patrick Klepek pointed out that you can GeForce Now it as well. So you could like get it on GeForce Now and then play it on an iPad and it works really well. Okay. Um, so you can't, there are ways of playing it in, on a handheld version, you know, within strictures. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that would, yeah, you that just really need a very works. expensive BC as your base. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'd, I'd check it out. I'm just looking at it at the moment. It is, it won't tell me how much it is on Steam because I already own it. Uh, well, there you go. I love that it's. I love that it's one of these indie games that, or you know, indie-ish games that's come out, you know, with very little fanfare and is now like one of the top sellers on Steam. All of a sudden, like it's it's another one of these games where it feels like it, a it's really benefiting from the fact everyone's stuck at home and just looking for new things to do, yeah. and b just yeah. that it is. It is quite a nice little triumph for the games that are trying to be something different. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's such a strange idea. And it's so hard to explain, as we've proven. You know, like it's a uh, it, it's a really cool thing to see it do so well. I, I love. I it. really like it. It's only it's twelve pound fifty. I've yeah, bargain. Not a lot. And you can get a lot. I can see myself getting too many hours out of it. So, yeah. uh, if we haven't explained it well, because as Joe said, it's it's quite hard to explain. If you just watch five minutes of it, you, I think you'll realise what's going on pretty yeah. quickly. And also, it's. I think a cool thing that they, they announced yesterday, so they got a half a million sales, which is incredible, but they pointed out yesterday they are adding like classes and cards and stuff, so it's, it's not done. It, it's right. definitely no. a finished game. There is an ending and, you know, it's not an early access thing, but they are adding more content later on, which I'm really excited about because the way you play, even if it is hands off as different classes, really does change it. And so that's, I'm, I'm super excited to see what they can add there as well. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's Loop yeah, Hero. Give Loop Hero a go. Uh, also out this week was Raya and the Last Dragon, which you've seen, Cardi. I did. I watched it. It's on. Um, it's one of the Disney Plus Premium uh, choices, which I believe is Ooh. is it fifteen pounds? You've got over those here? premium IGN dollars to your name, haven't you? Oh God, yeah. How too many? If anything, yeah. Uh, spend it on Disney films. He's um, preem. Do you remember when we were all saying preem because I, of Cyberpunk? <laughs> I don't think I've ever said preem. Quickly, I've said a lot of preem. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I've seen bits of it because uh, Ed wanted to watch it, uh, and it looked mm-hmm. pretty decent. Yeah, it was. I, I enjoyed it. It's um, got very much the Moana vibes to it, and I yeah. enjoy Moana quite a lot. Um, I will say the one thing Moana has that Rare doesn't have is Moana is part musical and has some banging songs. Do you, yeah, whereas do you like Rare a and the Last Dragon, I do love a good musical, yeah. um, but 
Ray and the Last Dragon is much more of a action film and it's very much kind of a video game film in a way because it bases like it's got that basic premise of this girl has to travel around the world to collect five things in order to save the world effectively Mm. so it's like going from town to town on quests to find these five gems in order to save the world i'm not gonna go into details about exactly what it is because you know Watch the, I don't want to spoil it. Um, but funny enough, there might be a dragon involved. <laughs> so there we go. Um, but yeah, it's really, I really enjoyed it. I don't think I enjoy it quite as much as Moana. But you really like I, Moana, don't you? Jesus. Moana's really good. It's uh, really good, but I don't know if I'd go on about it as much as you are. I'm just, it's the closest analogue to okay. Rare and the Last Dragons. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, I think it's got some of the best animated fight scenes i've seen and like some of the sword fights and some of the hand-to-hand combat look incredible yeah and that kind of takes place of the songs because moana let's go back to moana moana has some good action scenes <laughs> but they're not I, I don't think i watched any of them like wow these are like great choreographed fight scenes to watch whereas this like it's, i can see why a lot of people are like please make a rare and the last dragon video game because some of that would be very fun yeah. um but yeah, I really enjoyed it. You got any got any questions about Rare and the Last Dragon? Well, I thought it was funny. Uh, Ed yeah. thought it was funny. There's there's a like the little baby thief dude. Uh, yes, the little baby is good, and uh, her kind of giant sort of armadillo like creature, Tuck Tuck. Yeah, oh, is that what it's he's called? Very, right. yeah. He's very cool. I like Tuck Tuck. But like, when, they know how to make cute animal companions. Disney, I'll give them that. When the little baby throws the nappy at the person, uh, Rhea, when she's chasing him, Ed <laughs> yeah. thought that was the funniest thing he's ever seen. Yeah, so. it's kind of like there's this character who is like a thief baby who has kind of three like sidekick monkeys. <laughs> it's a very good character. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she kind of goes from town to town building this team up of people that she meets along the way, and it's it is like very much a video game concept and it also has that sort of disney core of like those touching moments and those sad moments where you're like oh i didn't i didn't quite need this i just wanted a fun ride but uh they know how to get you sometimes with disney films (laughs) someone always has to die it's like jesus christ like Mm -hmm. children are watching this for christ's sakes yeah i think like it's i've only watched the first season of avatar but it's got a lot of those vibes to me it's got a lot of that you know children traveling across the world mm. or young adults traveling across the world to save the world mm. and using like elemental there's a lot of like elemental powers and stuff like that going on so i, I wouldn't be surprised if avatar was a huge influence mm. a little bit of indiana jones in there maybe as well but, that's good you know, yeah it it sounds, i would yeah. recommend it it does sound like they're kind of it does sound a bit like a pivot away from the pixar stuff you know like it feels mm. like they kind of were aping Pixar to a certain extent of Disney animation. So it, I'm glad that this feels like something else. That's kind of a yeah, cool thing. Yeah, like, this and Moana are going in their own sort of direction, aren't they? They're a bit more... Boy, <laughs> like every time I mention Moana. I, I think you should put a pound in the in the swear jar every time you say it. We can quit in. Again. Uh, but uh, it's, it's really fun, and like I said, it's a premium Disney one at the moment, and... I can't remember how far after was it that Mulan was three on Disney Plus? Was it two or three Ooh, months? I think it was. I don't know. I think it was two or three. Yeah, I think it was three months. I think. Well, but. I'd say it's if you've got like a family or like 
I think it's fifteen pounds. I, I should look this up really. Um, but well, the main reason we did it is like that to me is a small price to pay to keep a child quiet for for an hour and a exactly. half. Exactly, so. and what that's one cinema ticket. Like if you've got a family of four, that works out yeah. at like a few pounds each. Like it's not terrible. Like I'd say it's not a must watch. I really enjoyed it, but like if you can wait two to three months to watch it for free, yeah. I'd also say just do that. But yeah. I mean, yeah. It's got a good cast as well. Ke- Kelly Marie Tran from Star Wars and Aquafina, both very good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And funny. Both very funny as well. One thing that has come out of this conversation is when we are finally allowed to go back into the, the wide world, uh, we should go to karaoke and I want to see you sing some of the Moana tunes. Belt them out. I don't know the songs that well. I've only. I'm going to let you a secret, Al. I've only seen it once. I've only seen it Wow. But. I enjoyed it. I've got I've got plenty more karaoke bangers under my belt. So you know, um, I remember at a Christmas party a couple of years ago, me and Joe did a duet of um, "Freedom" by Rage Against the Machine, we which, which went down very well as everyone exited the room. We did that and uh, and the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance, which is a surprisingly hard song to sing, especially oh, and after you're longer than you remember. Very pissed. I was going to um, say, yes, I, yeah. by the time that karaoke started, there were some very, very drunk people in that room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, by that the is, end of it, there were only way. two drunk people in that <laughs> yeah. room, and they were singing. It's a, it's a great way if you just want some time to yourself <laughs> to put on a song like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you, like, put on a song, I don't know, like, No Sleep Till Brooklyn by the Beastie Boys, and you realise you only know ten of the words, whereas you think you know the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just the chorus. <laughs> yeah. I know no sleep till Brooklyn. That's all you need to know. need, really, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, good times. Um, (laughs) There's lots happening in the world of TV. Uh, What do you want to talk about first? We've got three big hitters. One, Falcon Winter Soldier is probably the biggest one. It's also the one we've we've talked a lot about it. Yeah. Um, So I don't. We we don't really know much more about it, do we? It's. No, it's just it's a. We just want to point out that it's a big good week for TV next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm seeing lots of adverts pop up all the time. I'm increasingly excited for it. I'm looking forward to watching some strong men punch some other strong men <laughs> for six episodes. Um, I saw someone I could, from the cast, I don't know who it was, thinking saying they think it could be bigger for fan theories than WandaVision, which I find very hard to God. believe. Um, <laughs> at least it's shorter. Like, the six-week thing yeah. means that yeah. it won't be as, you know intensive Mm -hmm. uh a a ride as that but like i don't know how it will do that maybe i guess it will kind of presage a bit more of like what the avengers will be after now instead Mm -hmm. of individual characters but my my theory is that maybe in all these trailers we've only seen stuff from the first one or two episodes and it could Mm -hmm. go to a place we're not expecting Uh, yeah i'm just looking forward to seeing my boy zemo i was was about to say you fucking love zemo he's your favorite he's my favorite he's my favorite mcu villain like apart from Infinity War and Endgame, Civil War is my favourite, I think. I just, I love Civil War. I love that last 20 minutes so much. And I think Zemo's just a unique villain. Like, he does, you know, he gets his hands a bit dirty, but basically he's just playing them all against each other. He's like a puppet master. I I just love that sort of villain who's kind of, like, to me, Winter Soldier's always the one that people compare to, like, a Cold War kind of thriller. Whereas Mm. I think Civil War with Zemo is much more like that, in my view. Like, the way he's kind of just orchestrating the whole thing without really killing it like he 
kills a couple of people, doesn't he? But, and he does blow up an embassy. But apart from that, <laughs> apart from that, he, he keeps his He's a nice, he's, he's troubled. <laughs> Misunderstood. He's, troubled. he's the kind of but person like, a teacher would call roguish. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Bit of a nuisance. Um, he, uh, but those are my favourite bits about the Marvel stuff is like when it gets more personal and Civil War is where you get obviously his whole family were involved in Sokovia and you've got the Iron Man Winter Soldier Captain America stuff all kick it off with Iron Man's dad die kick it off it's not really you know how you to call it but kick yeah, it. I hope, it's kicking off I'm just intrigued to see yeah what Zemo's been up to what he's like what is his deal now is he just like fully like like red mist in the eyes like I'm getting I'm killing them or is he got another big play in mind or is he I wouldn't be surprised if he isn't the big bad like if they've like here's a recognisable villain yeah and you're gonna see him for a while but he's ultimately not the person behind all of this but we'll see I don't know I'm very excited about it yeah I'm looking forward to it I feel like Vision was great and it was something different this feels like classic MCU again, well, which I, I'm kind of in the mood for right now. Yeah, I, I was just about to say I like I enjoyed WandaVision, but I just I have a passing care of the MCU, which I think Winter Soldier is going to kind of tick that box more than WandaVision does. Like mm-hmm. all these little fan theories and stuff, like I don't know any of this stuff. Like White Vision means nothing to me, and so like I say, I enjoyed it, but at the end of it, I was like, yeah, that was nine episodes. Looking forward to that. Uh, Joe, one of your favourites is back though, isn't it? Taskmaster is back on Thursday, I think. Uh, the show I increasingly think is the best show ever made. Like, oh, wow. I can't, I genuinely can't think of a show I'm more excited about watching and rewatching than Taskmaster. There's just something, something so pure about it. I love it. Um, I'm excited about the new cast. Lee Max on it. He'll yeah. say a quip. Um, there's a guy called very, Mike. It's very quick, isn't he? Yeah, there's a guy called Mike Wozniak who I only know from podcasts and have since found out has a gorgeous mustache. So me and him are kindred spirits <laughs> these days. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's just like I'm just it's just such a good show. I'm just really excited about having it every week in my life again. Um, I've been listening to a lot of the Taskmaster podcast, which is basically them. Uh, Ed Gamble, who was in series nine getting guests on and going through every episode um right. as it as it went sometimes as it goes out and sometimes as it uh you know going back to the early ones and it's just it's just an absolute gold mine of chuckles i love so, it <laughs> so i only kind of got into it when it moved to channel four because before yeah. that i and i think i've seen a few of the, the past episodes was it dave it was on before that it was dave yeah yeah, yeah. um and you're right it's good um but i didn't really like for some reason i thought the it was a different set of people each week. I didn't realise it right, was a yeah. returning cast every single um, every single that's, week. But that's the key to it for me, like because right. you end up getting as you watch it, especially when you watch it week by week, you really get like a like wanky term, but you kind of build a relationship with yeah. the cast. Like you learn what all their different approaches are. You learn who's who doesn't give a shit, which is often as funny as the people who really give a shit. Yeah, and like. There's people in this this series like Charlotte Ritchie. So I've watched loads of Ghosts, which I really like, the BBC sort of sitcom about a bunch of ghosts. And she's an actress I've only ever seen in that show. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, like, 
who that person is. Because you get this weird, like, insight into someone based on how they do really stupid tasks. Like, you kind of learn <laughs> yeah. about them. Um, like Joe Thomas from The Inbetweeners. Yeah. Have you ever seen him in real life? Yeah. He, he's so fucking weird. Like, really? he's yeah. such an <laughs> odd man. Like, he's not that guy at all. And so I only found that out through Taskmaster, where you're like, he's like a properly strange character with a really odd take on stuff and that comes through in all the ways right. it does taskmaster stuff so yeah i just um I, I you know it seems like such a flippant thing to love but i'm genuinely fully invested in it now it's basically appointment viewing i love it nice how do you watch the old episodes is that still it's all on, on channel four is it on channel four now yeah okay. you can all all 11 series and the specials and everything are all on there uh, they just bought the lot which I think is very clever. Um, mm-hmm. It turns out on all four, the streaming service, if you watch enough stuff in a day, it just stops serving you adverts. It's just like you've had enough adverts. <laughs> so if you really get into Taskmaster, that's when you know, like when it stops giving you anything other than like pure Taskmaster. How like, much yeah, I've done have it. you watched in a day oh, I've, to I've get to that it, point? I have occasionally had it on more or less the entire day wow. <laughs> I'll just play and I'll listen to it like a podcast because like re- recently oh. they, they say it's the, the most popular streaming channel in the UK and maybe that's why it's because you just have it running in the background just, that's just it. I've got it on every house. I've got it on every screen in the house <laughs> I suppose what if they have that and Bake Off they've got it all covered and it's huge I watched oh I watched Celebrity Bake Off last night I'm excited about that too there's more oh. <laughs> oh. do you know what I'm excited about more British TV it's rare we actually talk about British TV because mm. One of the best because most of it's shite. <laughs> well, that is very true, which is yeah. why it's such a rarity when something like Line of Duty comes along, mm. which is a phenomenal television show. If you haven't watched it, its sixth season starts next week, and it's one of the best written TV shows I think really? I've ever watched. Like, yeah, so it's. I've I never feel seen like a lot of people. I can't recommend it enough. It's all on iPlayer. For some reason, only Series 5 is on Netflix, which is weird, but all five series are on iPlayer, and they're only... In the first series, is five episodes, and all the other series are only six episodes. Um, So it doesn't take that long to get through. It's so good. If you don't know what the concept concept is, even, it's about uh, the AC-12 unit in a police department, which is the team inside the police that looks at corrupt police officers so it's all about looking at other police officers and seeing who who's a bent copper basically right. is the uh, whole premise and the way like they leave cliffhangers at the end of every episode is incredible like you can like i i put myself down on someone who's quite good at second guessing like plots and thinking oh well that person's bad or that person's good it's so hard to second guess line of and like the twists and turns it have uh, unbelievable and yeah it's six season is starting next week and you've, that means you've got a week to catch up on all of it if you want to do that but it'll be out weekly so you've got you've got longer than that if you just want to binge the last season but yeah it's so well written like it's one of the very few British dramas like because I, I am someone who admittedly does turn their nose up at a lot of British drama and BBC stuff I'm like it's just not as good is it like compared to like all your HBO stuff that's yeah. so polished and basic like cinema level stuff like a lot of British stuff does just pale in comparison, but it's so well written. And even like the odd action scenes it does have and gunfights are really well choreographed. Like they don't look cheap or enough. And like some of the best action scenes are when they're just in 
their little interrogation room and you have like half an hour long interrogations and like you can just see like all the little like cracks appearing in everyone's character this it's so good i can't i can't recommend it enough if you haven't watched line of duty is it the same it done. writing team that have been there all the way through yeah it's um guy called jed is it jed mercurio i think his name is which is a fantastic name uh yeah jed mercurio he also did the bodyguard i don't know if you watched that uh, but that, that's really oh, good as the, well, but the, not as good. The thing with the guy from Game of Thrones. I Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he did that, which was really good, but not as quite as good, I think, as Lion of Duty, which is, yeah, it's just very, very well-written television show. So I, I can't recommend it, it is enough among one of, the, one of the many shows where I'm like, I should really watch that. And then I sit down and I'm like, oh, that sounds a bit thing is, though. you'll be... <laughs> It's not heavy though. It's it's just uh, it, it can be a bit heavy, but it's it's not like proper like miserable like murders all the time, people cry and that sort of stuff. Miserable <laughs> murders. As long as there's happy I'd murders, watch, I'd watch miserable murders. <laughs> what? I you I guarantee it's the sort of show like you might be watching the first episode and going, oh this is all right, and then it'll come to a cliffhanger at a point, and you're like, oh god, I'm hooked, and so I'm going to watch the series all in one sitting because. I think that's what I did. I only started it a couple of years ago. I started about when Series 4 came out, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, just binged all of them like in the space of a weekend. It has some great actors in it. It's got, like, Stephen Graham and Thandie Newton, Kelly MacDonald from Ball Campires in the new season. Uh, just the core cast are brilliant as well. Uh, so. Stephen Graham is the best angry man in the world. Like I, I love... He's such a good actor. Did you watch... Um, uh, White House Farm. It was like a I didn't actually watch that. It was one, like no. a true crime um, dramatization on ITV, but it just came on Netflix, and so we watched it because it popped up in trending or whatever. Mm. Stephen Graham plays this like maniac Welshman, like from scene one, he's the most furious person in the world. Like, I've never seen anyone throw themselves into just being angry in every single scene for no reason. Like, he's it is so hilarious. Good. He's so good at it. I, I love watching him shout. Like, him in This Is England, the oh film and the God, TV yeah. series, is, like, a ridiculously grim character, but what an actor. And also in Bulwark Empire, when he plays Al Capone, is fantastic. Oh, you so would good. not expect... But yeah, he's he's so good. But yeah, watch Line of Duty if you haven't. Do, that. Do it to yourselves. Do it to yourselves. That sounds awful. <laughs> what a horrible phrase. Uh, if you want something else to do uh, in the meantime, you should play the Endless Search. Inside is a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. What's at the DJ? We're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? This week's endless search was sent in by me. Yes, I came up with the game myself. Uh, not because uh, there aren't some good ones sent in by the lovely audience, but. I couldn't be bothered to look through my email, so I just came up with my own game instead. It is called uh, Bethesda Games Past. Right? Okay, okay. And it's a quiz about the games, the Bethesda games that have recently come to Game Pass. Oh, God. There's going to be half of these I know quite well and half of them I have no clue on. It's it's fine. It's, it's guesswork <laughs> is all you will need. Uh, oh, okay. There are t <laughs> ten games... 
I'm going to read you the Metacritic score for that game, and I want you to tell me what the user review score was for that game. Whoever gets nearest gets a point. Easy? Now, to make sure there's no cheating going on, I'd like you to write your scores down on a piece of paper, uh, (laughs) because otherwise you'll just say something slightly higher than the, the other person. Got a piece of paper. You can hear me folding it here. Great audio. I'm going to dedicate a page of my fresh moleskin notebook to this, so it's going to be classy shit. Folded in half an invoice for the (laughs) jigsaw puzzle I got for my dad for his birthday. Nice. (laughs) This wasn't what made it to wear. Something else went to wear. Sounds (laughs) like you got it custom created. It's a big picture of my face. I was going to say, is it just of you? <laughs> 2,000 no, pieces. Great, <laughs> I want that. Um, <laughs> so just for clarification, these are all the Xbox or PC versions uh, for the reviews, because obviously mm-hmm. they have different scores for different things. Okay. Um, and the uh, critic reviews will be out of 100. The user reviews are X point whatever. But yeah. but do it out of a hundred, and I'll do the the translation in my head because it's because I'm that. So cool. sorry, you want us to write like seventy eight or seven point eight? Exactly, that's exactly no, it. So you want us to write seventy eight, or you want us to write seven point eight? Either I, I I can either, decipher. Either. Okay, I can so. decipher whether whether. I don't. The, I just, want, I just want to make it easier for you. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I, I can do it. Yeah. Anyway, are you ready? Oh, I feel like I'm in line of duty. <laughs> <laughs> ready? Yeah. Yeah, First now, we're, up, now we're sucking on diesel. Uh, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition. All right, special. The uh, use, uh, sorry, critic reviews <laughs> seventy four. But what's the user review low. for it? I know, like, there's some surprising things in here. Okay, I've written mine down. Me too. Right. I don't know if you'll be able to read this. Very well, no, clearly. like you read it out. It's only if, if like, if there is a close call oh, okay. and you've copied each discrepancy. other. Yes. So, Who, Joe, going do you want to go first? I've gone for twenty-two. Twenty-two. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jesus. Okay. I, I... <laughs> you never know, though. I so sometimes it's mad. I thought I, I can explain my process once Cardi's uh, okay. given okay. his I, obviously I eight, correct I went, <laughs> I went for eighty-six. Uh, okay. Uh, Joe, would you like to explain why you yes. do it? <laughs> okay, so I thought if the special edition's getting like sevens yeah. on a, mm. and it's a re-release, then I thought I must have forgotten some kind of controversy with what was uh, wrong with the special angry. edition, so I thought mm. it would have been review-bombed by users. But See, clearly, I just went with the theory that wrong. it's very good. I just went for the, yeah, the theory that it's a good game, 86. Well, <laughs> so it wasn't review bond. Uh, it got a 6.5, so it scored lower, oh, okay. but not quite the, the 2.2 that you were suggesting, Joe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You were on more of a line than me, to be mm-hmm, fair. I think uh, so. so. But I get the point. <laughs> one point <laughs> to Cardi. Next game. Dishonored Definitive Edition. Mm-hmm. Critic reviews seventy six. What? That's quite low. Okay. What were the user review scores? I've got it. I've got it. Okay, Cardi, you want to go first? I'm going for eighty one. Eighty one. I'm going for ninety four. Oh, ninety four. 
Well, uh, sorry, I'm flicking between sheets here, so just give me one second. Mm -hmm. So, uh, critic reviews go to 76. User reviews, 7.6 also. What? Yes. So it's another point to Cardi. I'm just going for the idea that Metacritic users are always there to either give tens or zeros. Like, that's, it's, that is a, that's fair. But. Uh, you might want to change your tactic uh, from this next game. Yeah, it feels like I do. Or not, you know. <laughs> this might be the one that's completely... It's up to you. Uh, next game. Well, I, I think you'll see what's going on here. Fallout 76. Oh, hello. Critic reviews uh... gave it a 52. But what did... See, that game reviews. has improved a lot. Mm. I don't know. How often are people going back to Metacritic and adding user scores? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, but would the, would the original review bombing have brought it down so much that yeah. it could possibly recover? I've got, I've got mine. Same. Go on then, Jay. 4.1. 4.1 for Jay. I went 4.2. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> show me the show me. I want to see it. What, can you see that forty yeah, two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. yeah. Well, um, <laughs> the user score for Fallout seventy six was two point seven. Yeah, oh, so anyway. point goes to Joe. I thought it might originally have got like loads and loads and loads of zeros, but over the last couple of years, brought it up mm. a little. So yeah. yeah, I guess I guess it's 0.5 better than what I thought Skyrim Special Edition was. <laughs> uh, there, there are some weird scorings here, but mm. hey, on the critic side as well, I think. Uh, next game, uh, Doom Eternal. Good game. Deep. Critic score People like it of eight. Uh, sorry, eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. For what? I can't remember what people actually thought of it in the end. Because I know what my reaction was, was that I was really enjoying it, but I got bored halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Did a lot of people have that opinion, though? What's that? Changed my answer three times. Have you? I'm set. I'm set. I've gone, I've gone for something. He's taking it seriously now. I've yeah, gone for yeah, it. Yeah. Go on then, uh, Cardi. Me. I've gone for 92. Oof. I've gone I for think s- people loved it. I've gone for 7.6. Ooh. Because I think people didn't like the multiplayer, and I wondered if that would have a deal. Uh, well, it turns out that the users aligned with the critics and also gave it an 8.8, which means oh. Cardi scoops the point. Fair play to him. Good on him. Pure, pure. He's a man of the people. In that, He's a man he of is people. a man of the people, isn't he? I've always By, that. And, and, and that is intended as an insult when I'm comparing <laughs> yeah. you to the Metacritic I've, user score I've, users. Uh, <laughs> I always said I'm a man of the people, but the people disagree. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, so, so far, three points to Cardi, one point to Joe. Next game, Rage 2. Interesting Which one. critics gave a 72. But what did the audience give it? That's another one where I can't remember if people liked it. I know I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was really fuck. fucking boring. Yeah. Oh, I think it might be the... Sorry, just to break away. I think it might be the 20th anniversary of Conker's Bad Fur Day, which is a <laughs> fantastic coincidence. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, are you both ready? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 6.1. 6.1. Oh, 
I went 6.5. Hello. Uh, Joe, that is exceptional guesswork because it got a 6 on the nose. Nice. Oh, so, lovely stuff, Joe. Oh, almost almost want to give you back. two points for that. That was Ooh. Rage 2. Now I'm Rage 3. <laughs> Do you know what? If you get it exactly on the money... You get two points. Yeah, I think I've that's just a made good, that. Uh, that's, that's a good fair. guess. That's very fair. I, but you, yeah. d- you didn't get it good exactly guess. right. So you only you get didn't. one. But yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know why I said that's a good guess. I mean, that's a good rule. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's a good guess. That's a, maybe that's what it's called. Good guess. Two points. <laughs> uh, righty, right. Uh, this game. Oh God, I didn't like this game, but lots of people did. Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. I thought you meant this el- endless <laughs> search. <laughs> This, this is the best game ever made. This is a Metacritic of 10. Uh, Elder Scrolls what, sorry? Oblivion. Oh. You should have called it Bet-Thesda, because we're betting on what Ooh. the... Uh... So, like, honestly, I oh, spent yeah. a minute thinking up the name, so... Yeah, that's no worries. Uh, you didn't like Oblivion? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I remember sitting through the demo of that, uh, and I think uh, it was alongside Pete Hines and... I just, it's just not my kind of game. So I, I've spoken about Skyrim and my disdain for that. Yeah. It's, mm. it's not for me. Anyway, Sorry, you, what was the critic score? Critic again? score was ninety four. It's mm-hmm. very high. People isn't I love it, but do I, but do people I, I love it? People, I think people do. Yes, is <laughs> what's my, uh, my <laughs> okay. guess. Well, how much uh, do they love uh, it, then, I'm Carly? Going, I'm going ninety five. I think they like it. Well, we've got a problem. Much. I have also gone ninety five. <laughs> Uh, what do we do? I didn't think about that. Shit, what do we do? <laughs> no one gets anything. Do we get a second guess? Uh, How does that work? Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, back up. Uh, uh, you can have half a point each. We, How about that? Hey. Yeah. I mean, just just call it off. Yeah. yeah let's. Uh, well, it got an eight point seven. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no uh, points for anyone. That's oh fair. Brilliant. Uh, time. Jesus! <laughs> what are the chances are you guessing the same number? Went into eh? a went into a uh, that question went into oblivion, didn't it? Well, All right, uh, I'm going to take a point off you for that. Yeah, I like that because <laughs> that, that draws us out. Uh, Fallout New Vegas scored for critics 84. Mm-hmm. What did it get? I'm banging it straight in. I've just gone off off me nut there, straight off me nut. Go on. Uh, it's you first. <laughs> oh, is it? Well, I've gone for 95 again. Ooh. I went 88. Oh, my Did God. I... Good guess. That's oh, fucking two points dead. to Carly. Oh, my God. Straight off my nuts. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I'm putting, I'm putting two crosses next to my name there. Wow. Good guess, Cardi. That's a good I'm guess. life now. Have I lost? Uh, that was a great uh, question. One, two, three, four, five points to Cardi, two points to you, Jay. Is there any way back? How many uh, left? Well, it depends. If you get good guesses all the way through. Oh, that's spot. a point. Yes. Get spot on. If I get a double G's. Come on, let's get them. Double uh, G's. Let's go. Wolfenstein Youngblood. Ooh. Critics, 68. Yeah. Well, that's high. That's I thought. right, did not it? That. Got it. I've got mine. Cardi. It's me first, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Uh, 71. 71. 47. It's a good guess, but it's not a good guess. Oh, <laughs> you prick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a 2.4, so you get a point, Joe. Oh, 
Yeah, people hated that game. It was very low. I didn't think... Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember people hating it. But yeah. Well, they they did. did. They didn't like it. Yeah, they did. They, they, did. they definitely did. Uh, three that. points to five. So you could draw, Joe, if you get these next two, or again, if oh, you get a double G. Or, or a good guess. Everyone yeah. loves oh. the idea of drawing. <laughs> well, I'll have to find a, an, a, a tiebreaker if... In fact, oh, I have got some other ones. Yes, just get a good uh, guess, mate. Easy. Yeah. Or do that. Elder Scrolls Online. ESO. Let's that's a, go. That's a that's a tough one. Seventy-one from critics. Ooh. I almost said what the answer was then. Uh, who's it? Uh, Joe first. Thank you. Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. I've gone 82. Interesting. 82. Well, the oh. actual user review score is 5.7. Oh, oh Joe's still in it. Joe. Oh, he's coming, close. In it. he's coming close to that sweet, <laughs> sweet draw. <laughs> <laughs> the um, 82, yeah. I I would have thought people who played Elskar Online just really like it. Because I can't imagine playing that if you don't. So you just give it a good... I don't know. Well, I I could tell you very little about the other scrolls online. To be fair, dragons. Also, like, have you ever gone onto Metacritic and left your own score? I've never, no, because no. I leave critic reviews. <laughs> It'd be mad Ooh. for me to then go on and leave a user. One. I Imagine disagree if I with the that IGN and then, score. And then yeah, gave gave it a lower score than I officially gave it. <laughs> that would be mad. I could do that for FIFA. Just update it. Like, I've played it for six months now. My user review is a six. <laughs> uh, last game. It's another Wolfenstein game. It's Old Blood. Uh, we had Young Blood before, now we've got Old Blood. Uh, oh. Critic reviews. Old, old Blood Life. The first one, isn't it? Uh, uh, there, was which one? There was New Order. There was New Order. Then there was. Old. Oh, oh is it which one of the DLC it? ones? I must admit, I don't know. I just looked at what games are on it. <laughs> it's hard for me to search this without seeing the map. I just want to click on Metacritic. Ooh, are you are you googling it? Just seeing which one it is. It is the DLC, isn't it? Yeah, it's the expansion. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Critic review seven point five. This is a tough one. Um, I have no what's idea. The user review. Come on, Joe. I'm gonna go. Bang on! Oh, yeah, it's Cardi in it. Yeah, because yeah, oh. yeah. I, I, I was, I feel like I may be doing the same. Seven point five. No, I'm going bang on eighty. Oh, oh, I've lost it, haven't I? It's so it? incredibly close because <laughs> the user review score was seven point seven. Oh, yes. So Cardi takes it by point zero one. Yeah. I'm happy to I lose that. that. Happy to I lose love that. that old blood. Love it. I'm happy to Give lose to a good blood. guesser. It was. Got, yeah. Um, I've got a great guessing bone. I, I've always had that in life. I've had that little bit of luck, uh, and it's taken me through today. Uh, thank you very much. I, I didn't expect a winner's speech, but brilliant, lovely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounded like one of you know, like a really inarticulate footballer has asked questions after a match. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, well done, Joe. It was a good uh, try at the end. But if it wasn't for that good guess, I, I love that I'm getting the well done. 
<laughs> I feel like Al really Good wanted effort. me to win there. Well, I just yeah, thought yeah, it added, added, you know, excitement towards the end. It did. There Everyone was likes some, a comeback. Everybody Everyone likes a comeback. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so you've ruined that. No comeback. Should we go and look at some of the feedback we've got this week? We have. We've got a double load of feedback this week. We've got multiple... I don't know if people remember last week. Conkers is a very UK-centric thing, I believe. We asked any listeners from other countries who have never heard of Conkers before to kind of give us what they think the game of Conkers entails. Because mm. so yeah, I think, I think all we gave away is that it's played in playgrounds, it's played with some nuts, uh, yeah. and vinegars involved. <laughs> I think that was it. <laughs> And, yeah. and so of got- course, the infamous suggestion that they are sold on London Bridge <laughs> as, as food, <laughs> which is completely missing. It's like one of it's like one of those quizzes. One of these facts is false. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except we didn't know. <laughs> no, no, we've created a new game. Though. To be, uh, to yeah, be totally clear, chestnuts are sold roasted occasionally yes. on London Bridge. Horse yeah. chestnuts are a different thing and yes, are also not... conkers. Yes. And Don't poisonous and them. can cause paralysis. <laughs> yeah, they can so paralyze not even, you. not even that funny. Um, so we've got a few of those uh, emails, plus like a couple this... of actual ones about games and stuff. Yeah, this is from the fantastically named Wade Holloman. Holloman's a great name. Uh, lads, first time, long time. I'm a big fan of the work you all do. I must confess that I am American. I'm sorry. And I had no idea what you were talking about th- this week with Conkers, question mark. At first, I thought you were talking about the platforming game, as in Conquer, uh, the bad fur day boy. And then you said it was a nut that is also a game. <laughs> After hearing that they are sold on bridges, <laughs> my official theory Misleading. is that they are some sort of acorn-esque nut that is delicious when removed from its shell and consumed. We can't confirm. It might be delicious, but also poisonous. You can't have it, yeah. But also used in acorn form for a Skipping Stones game variant off of bridges. <laughs> Excited to hear how far off I am. And of course, to respect the sea. Much love, uh, Wade, from North Carolina. I will say, Beautiful Wade, you are quite far. Maybe at the end of this series of emails, we will reveal what the game of Conkers is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do wondering. the big reveal of um, what Conkers is. See if anyone was close. The thing is... It- that sounds more like a real game than what Conkers <laughs> yeah. actually is. Yeah, like, that sounds quite. Good. It sounds like a yeah, like a skimming stone poo sticks hybrid. Yeah, I you love play poo sticks. I love poo sticks. I um, yeah, I hope there's loads of Americans who don't know what poo sticks is because it sounds <laughs> mental. Um, the uh, the, yeah, because. I love the the pure whimsy of the idea that in England we have like acorn sellers on bridges so that we can play this one stupid game. That's so lovely. Uh, Wade, not quite. True. You're quite far off, but it's a lovely idea, and I enjoyed the sentiment. I'd play it. Yeah, uh, I've got one here from Chris Cowan who says on episode five eight two you mentioned a game called Conkers. Correct. This is my best game, uh, my best guess at what the game entails. On the schoolyard, you and your friends must first collect as many acorns as possible to assemble your arsenal. Then you will duck and take cover, pull out your Ziploc bags of vinegar. (laughs) We all have them. We all have them. Uh, Dip your acorn ammo in the vinegar and then proceed to whip your ammo at your friends in a sort of boy-propelled game of paintball where the paint is substituted with wet vinegar-soaked acorns. Was I close? You're a little bit closer. Yeah. 
like vinegar on a nut <laughs> is a part of Conkers <laughs> and it is played yep. in schoolyards. Um. Uh, I've just found the website, which is the World Conquer Championship, so we can go through what the rules are and exactly, like the official rules, rather than us just interpreting. Yeah, that sounds good. People might people might have their own rules. That's Conquers. true. Uh, that is very true. Yeah. God, there's ten points of the, for the rules here. Uh, hey, we we had someone from North Carolina guess what conquers are, and now we've got someone from South Carolina. Are they like rivals? Are they like Arsenal Spurs? <laughs> North and uh, South Carolina. I don't know. I don't know, but there is a funny typo in this, which I'm going to read out in a second. Yep. <laughs> Hello, Will Hudson. Uh, here's what he thinks the game of Conkners is. Um, children soak the nuts. They are nuts, right? Overnight in vinegar. This is for the treat to come after the game. At lunchtime, they bring out of a bring out a board like checkers. <laughs> then they line up their kunkles. <laughs> she means <laughs> knuckles. Is that meant to be conkers or knuckles? I don't know, but kunkles <laughs> is a great word. <laughs> Uh, they line them up across from the other player and then proceed to play a game of checkers, uh, but with the nuts. The play pieces can only be jumped and taken off the board if a bigger conquer jumps a smaller one. I think so, Will's playing with the uh, yeah. with what conquers could be. Um, so there's almost an RNG-like system dependent on the batch of nuts their mum brought them from the grocer. Anyway, <laughs> the winner gets to keep and eat the vinegar marinated nut and the loser has to watch on mournfully. I'm so sad that British cuisine is so famously bad that the idea that we'd eat <laughs> vinegar soaked nuts. <laughs> I will say that almost all of that is wrong. Um, you wouldn't play a game like that and you wouldn't buy them from a grocer. No, but um, also... The so- only thing you've got kind of yeah. right is overnight in vinegar. Yeah, soaking, yes. soaking the nuts overnight in vinegar uh, is, and is baking correct. Them. And baking them. You can bake them. Yeah, if you're a maverick. I dip mine in mustard. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I've, I've, I don't think I've ever Once prepared again, a conquer. Not edible. Not uh, edible. Uh, oh, is this another conquer one? Good. Yes. Yeah, we've got one more conquer one, I think. This is from Michael Van Antwerp, uh, who's from Northern, name. Northern Michigan. Dear Lords of IGN, correct. After some thoughtful meditation, I was able to piece together what the game of Conquers is all about. He spells Conquers like conquering Come something, conquer. which is yeah. great. I never even thought of No, that. exactly, yes. It's spelled C-O-N-K-E-R-S, so that people know. The clues you peppered throughout the clues the clues you peppered throughout last week's podcast gave it away like it was Halloween candy. <laughs> Conquers. I don't think it did. I love this. Conquers always starts the same way. Every spring, when the chestnut trees are in full bloom, a small child who's who, who looks like it... Wait, what? Oh, who looks like it had been shaped by the gritty and dark realities of London life <laughs> makes their way down the eerily empty cobblestone streets. At the tops of their lungs, the child shouts out vociferously, Conkers! 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 This is no undirected bark. It is a call. No an invitation to all of the brave, the daring, and the curious. Ears perk up all across the land. It's time. Chestnuts that had been patiently marinating in vinegar for several weeks are now ready to fulfil their purpose. Children furiously empty their pencil cases, replacing the school supplies with spiky, pungent green balls. The town square fills slowly yet steadily with the bloodthirsty warriors. Last year's champion hurls the first, signalling the start of the battle. 
Chaos ensues. Thousands of chestnuts fly through the air, blinding out the sun. As the dust settles, there is a cold silence and the ground is strewn with bodies. The sweet smell of victory and vinegar fills the air. One is left standing, a small prep school boy named Patrick Stewart. He is the conqueror of conquers. It is nuts. For gosh sake, respect the sea and respect conquers. P.S. We used to play a game in northern Michigan called Bloody Murder. Did you ever hear of this one? I I have heard of Bloody Murder. What's Bloody Murder? I think it's like it's a it's kind of like a party game or a school game where if you, is it called Ghosts in the Graveyard? Some people have you heard of that? Nope. <laughs> I'm just saying words now, aren't I? It's one of those where you're just like in a circle, I think, and someone's it, and then someone like closes their eyes and counts down to ten, and you have to point at someone called it. It's like one of those sort of games. Oh, I'm like, not hundred percent sure on the. It rules. Sounds like Wink Murder or something like that. It's a bit like that, I think, yeah. Yeah. I loved a bit of wink murder. Because uh, it's always funny when you play against people who couldn't wink. <laughs> so they're just blinking all the time. Idiots. Um, um, Michael, no, we don't have children killing each other in Trafalgar no. Square. <laughs> uh, uh, but I love... No one was, I mean, what a yeah. beautifully written piece. It was I, lovely. I love... Conkers! Uh, conkers! Conkers! I know. So sh- should we read out the official conquer rules? Hey, I mean, let's explain... Yeah, I mean, okay. let's explain what it looks like. So, you've got a conquer. So, they do come in, like, green spiky cases, but do. you don't use those. You ditch those to one side. Yeah. You want the hard nut inside. And what you do is you drill a hole in the middle of them mm-hmm. and then put a piece of string or a little piece of rope shoelace. through it and tie it at one end. Or a shoelace. Use shoelace. Anything that basically can tie at one end, which means you can basically hang the conch from the end of it and it will sway a bit. Then what you do with the conchers is your choice. Some people bake them in the oven. Some people like soak them in vinegar to make them harder. Some people do both because they're mm-hmm. a bit keen. Um, you know. And then basically you have a conquer fight, which is you both turn up with your conchers on strings, and you one person holds them like holds one end of the string so it's dangling yeah. down the one end and the other person then you, you take turns at flicking with the string your conquer at their conquer until one of those conquers smashes <laughs> <laughs> it's mad when you think about it yeah it's awful because it what also a stupid game and the amount of people i've seen with bruised thumbs oh yeah oh, no, like, it's horrible yeah, a your knuckles. the knuckle yeah. fucking hell yeah. or the conkle yeah you don't want it on the conkle either basically and, like, the whole idea is you just keep going with your... Like, if you win with that conquer, you keep going with it. See how many people you can beat with that conquer. Like, you could go through, like, ten other people's conquers with this massive hard conquer you've you've curated. King of the conk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good game, though. Like, yeah. it's I mean, mad- it's stupid, but it is yeah. good. I haven't done it in about 15 years. Maybe we should do it one day. I'm just look, I'm looking at the World Conquer Championships website. Uh, apparently, yeah. you can hang them in a corner of a room to keep spiders out. <laughs> oh, like oh. yeah, Scarlet is terrified of spiders, and therefore she has them dotted around the corners of her room. But it doesn't work. Absolutely, oh, does okay. not work. <laughs> That's good. I'm just looking at. There's some official rules here for the World Championships. A distance of no less than eight inches or twenty centimeters of lace must be between knuckle and nut. <laughs> knuckle of, of and lace. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, knuckle and nut. Um, oh, it's not just one. Apparently you get three strikes at the opponent's conquer. Oh. 
each time instead of one. There you go. Um, it's only five pound to go to this. <laughs> Where is it? Northamptonshire, second Sunday of October. If we're back, if we're back, let's go to the World Conquer Championships. <laughs> Genuinely, I would love to go for that. Do a live That's podcast. gaming. We, we can expense that. Yeah, yeah. We can do that. It's been going since 1965, I think. Uh, well, if both nuts smash at the same time, then the match shall be replayed. <laughs> Could go on forever. Did you know that the first ever recorded game of Conkers was on the Isle of Wight in 1848? And then the name uh, relates to the French word conch, meaning conch, because apparently the game was originally played using snail shells and small bits of string. Ah, oh, poor little okay. snails getting smashed to bits. Yeah. Awful. It's good stuff. Anyway, that that is what Conkers are, and that is what it's Conkers mad when are. You think about it. Yeah, what? that is a madness. I love that we've talked about Conkers so much. Some would say too much. Uh, no. But they might turn up again, but I feel like that's the Conker special in itself there. It's all done. Um, we do have some more feedback that's not about Conkers, though. So I have one here from William, who says, Greetings, gentlemen. Thanks for keeping us all entertained with the podcast over lockdown. It's been half comedy gold and half interesting game talk, which is nice. Nice. Uh, lovely also you mentioned the no sleep podcast last week i jumped with joy as i've listened to it for the last nine years congratulations you can't have slept there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the <laughs> with the olympics last year being moved to this year in tokyo the official licensed game on ps4 xbox and switch was actually released in july of 2019 and only in japan i didn't know this oh. i didn't know it had already been released um the game actually looks really good, has 18 events including beach volleyball, BMX and rugby. The only problem is it's about £70 to buy plus another 11 extra for import duty. My question is twofold. The first being, have you ever paid a ridiculous amount for importing a game or just a game outright? And the second part to my question is, have you ever seen a game release for the event only to be cancelled after? Uh, I don't know about seeing sure one be cancelled. Um... Wait, have you ever seen a game release? Oh, so yeah. like, so like, there's a game for Tokyo 2020 Olympics, although there is no Tokyo 2020 yeah. Olympics. Yeah, they didn't cancel the Euros game last year or anything like that. Yeah, I they've never think... announced one, did they? Really, I don't know what the plan was. Or not. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. No. Um, I'm sure there's I a good did, example. I, it totally passed me by that they released this game. Yeah, I, I was thinking of Mario and Sonic, but yeah, it's, there's like an official one. I, the official yeah, ones. They're normally quite fun for that a, is a bit, That's a Sega game, isn't it? The, the Olympics ones. Be... Don't they do both? Uh, anyway, uh, I think it surprised me. Cause, doesn't matter. Yeah, I've got Mario I've and Sonic at the Olympics, but not the official. Unless that is the official. I don't official think it is Tokyo the official Tokyo one. I don't know. 2020 even one. Um, but yeah, I, I've never, I don't I've ever imported a game. I bought when I was in Japan. I bought like Persona 4 Golden PS2 case just to have a Japanese game. But how much was that? I didn't import. That wasn't a lot. I don't think it was maybe like ten pounds. That wasn't I, a lot. Ten twenty. Import, I imported the PSP from Japan when that came out. That was like all my pocket money. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mainly used it for grot. But um, <laughs> but it was, uh, I think I mentioned that before on the podcast. Wow. It was my yeah. first internet-enabled device, <laughs> mobile device. Personal, exactly, yes. 
Magic. Yeah. I am. Um, uh, what's that stand for? When I was working on Mags a long time ago with John Davison, actually, who also works at IGN, mm. um, we got one of the first import copies of Street Fighter Two in on SNES, and it was 120 pounds. Oh shit! A lot of money. Obviously, it wasn't yeah. my money, yeah. but still. Yeah, Good I don't play. remember. I don't remember whether we paid to import when I was on O and M. I played a Japanese copy of. Animal Crossing New Leaf on 3DS for a feature in which I had to work out what the fuck was going on in Animal Crossing <laughs> in Japanese, um, and uh, and I think we must have imported that. Yeah, but I imagine that was quite quite pricey. Yeah, I don't know. It's more if you get stung with customs charges more than anything else. This is a fun conversation, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I do, yeah. I don't. I've never. I've never really imported. I think in the you know. By the time I was in the industry, there was very little need to import. Like worldwide releases had become more of a standard thing, I think. So it's not been something I've considered very much. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking for the official. Uh, yeah, Olympus game. It's not even got a release date here or in America. Yeah. It's only in Japan. It is a Sega game, though. That was that was right because I remember correct. I remember us I remember announcing that or them announcing that and Sonic at the same time. Right. Um, the 4x100 meter relay was added in April as a free update. Legends. Uh, April 2020. So there you go. There you go. Uh, there must be a way. Sorry. Can you. How easy is it these days to get access to like the Japanese store on like Switch and PlayStation? Oh, it's very easy. Yeah, you yeah. just you can make an account and as long as you have an, a, like an address to attach to it, um, mm-hmm. then it's fine. Yeah, I've, yeah. Got, uh, I've got three accounts on all my stuff. There's always Joe Scrubbles. Uh, Joey, Joey Sparkles, which is my US alias, and Joey Ultra, Joey Ultra DX, which is my Japanese wow. alias. <laughs> I'm sure, like, you could, yeah, you could do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you could do it that way. You could do it that <laughs> way. <laughs> for your fucking dork. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. an option for you. Lovely. Um, uh, I've got one more. From Leighton Wilby. Uh, loving the podcast every good week. Names this I know, it is, isn't it? Yeah. With the tease of a new Turtles game this week, which gave me nightmares of me throwing 20 pence pieces into the Turtles in Time arcade machine in Scarborough, which is a fucking hard-as-nails game. <laughs> I couldn't really give a shit about it until I found <laughs> out the lead singer of Faith No More had redone the 90s theme for this game. I My query is, have you ever been interested in a game by the music alone? Leighton from Leeds. Um... Not, I mean, basically, I will always look at a game that is uh, composed, or the score is composed by Ben Prunty, who did the FTL theme tune, uh, the FTL soundtrack, because I think it's the best soundtrack for a game ever. Um, so I will, I'll always check it out. But it's rarely, it's more that I'll just check out the soundtrack rather than the games themselves. Mm. But it will always, yeah. Ben Prunty Association will make me. There's games care a bit that are just heavily associated with music, like. Like I would not play the Persona dancing games if it wasn't because I liked the songs in them. Yeah, uh, but don't know if a game, yeah, purely on music has ever brought me in. Well, one thing is boring answers like Guitar Hero. I started playing uh, Sackboy <laughs> with Ed, and oh, yeah. that's got some amazing, amazing. deconstructions yeah. of tunes that, like, well, there was a Chemical Brothers tune in there, like yeah. Genius, yeah, like it's like, and as you play through the level, it starts playing. Adding more and more of the song, so it plays like uptown funk. The the opening is like boom, 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 yeah. and then as you play and jump further into the game, it adds bits onto it and goes through the chorus and everything. It's super cool. I had no idea. That was Me neither. 
No, but you should check it out just for that. It's good. Yeah, That's the music cool. levels. Are, the music levels are brilliant. Yeah. That's like, oh. did you ever play those old Rayman? The, uh, Rayman Legends had a bunch of music levels that were amazing. There was right. a platforming level based on Black Betty, and it was just like, it's just brilliant. It's the it's some of the most fun you can have platforming in that yeah. in, in that era. It was, it was so good. So yeah, uh, not yeah. actually being attracted to games because of the soundtrack, but there are some nice discoveries out there. Elevations, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that Turtles game as well. Yeah, I think it looks all right. Yeah, I, I have no attachment to the Turtles or that game, but but I'll like give it a little go. if it's Dot Mu and the Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. versus the World game people yeah. making a brawler like. That's always That's a good, good pedigree. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But where is Windjammers 2.emu? Fuck like, yeah, where no. is that? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Release it just after lockdown. And then we'll all. Are we going to start inside? that Snyder Cut thing? Release the Windjammers 2. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. Keep it till it's done. I'm, I'm excited for that. Speaking of, next week, Snyder Cut will be out, which Ooh, you can watch yeah. free in the UK on yeah. Now well, TV and Sky Cinema. Free with if a subscription. You, uh, those pa- yeah. It's not like an extra fee. It's not a Disney premium deal. Yeah. So if we, um, I'm sure if we st- we'll talk about that at, at some point. If we start watching week, it when maybe. it's first released, we might get to the end by the time we record the podcast. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Should we do a like? Should we do a, uh, a watch along? Should we do a listen along? Yeah, we'll record a four hour podcast. Which is going. Oh, Batman's it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is it for this week's podcast. Thank you, Joe. Thank, Thank you, Simon. Is. Thank you. I've had a Always a day. pleasure. Yeah. Have you had a nice time? It was very I've nice. had a lovely time. I'll take the money, please. I'll t- <laughs> <laughs> uh, how can people get in touch with us if they want to? Uh, you can email the uh, IGN UK podcast at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. Can we change that one day? <laughs> we keep that. Like, I think we've got to keep it. It's, it's part of the furniture now. It's a horrible bit of furniture, though. It's like it's like that one old chair in your grandparents' house. That you're like, why the fuck do you have that? Just to spite other people. That's why. Yeah, clearly. All of this other uh, feedback that gets lost into the ether because it's such a ridiculous email address. Anyway, uh, do send in your feedback. That would be lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, it would be. And until next week, what music are we having though? Oh. I don't know. We need to music to play us out. We could play uh, the Mike. We could play the Mike Patton Turtles theme tune. It's pretty go. good. Should we do it? Perfect. Yeah. Do it. Why not? All right then. It's either that or Moana, wasn't it? <laughs> well, if you, if you want to sing Moana to sort of see us out, then then go for it. I literally couldn't do it for you if I tried. Oh. So. One day. Sorry. You looked like you were crying as you said that. Is that too <laughs> emotional? Thinking about my thinking about Moana. Yeah. God. It is good. It's beautiful. All right. <laughs> anyway.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.